Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another Flower Ed podcast. Before we jump into today's topic, I just wanted to take the time to say a massive thank you to you for listening because I started this podcast not too long ago and I wasn't really sure how it would go, if it was needed, if people would like it. And I have just had so, so many lovely messages from you guys saying how much you're loving it and how much it's helping. So I just wanted to say thank you so much because without you, I wouldn't be here doing this. So thanks again. If you are loving it, feel free to give us a rating and review depending on what sort of platform you're listening on because it goes such a long way and it just helps me know that, yeah, you guys are loving it. So thanks, but let's jump into today's topic. So today we are chatting all things freelancers, both from the aspect of being one, but also hiring them as well, because I know some of you listening are freelancers or wanting to be a freelancer and others are looking to hire freelancers, which is so exciting. It means that the business is going really well and you need some help, which is, it makes such a big difference. Just having someone on site with you to run around after you even just cleaning up or yes, sweeping or carrying things. It just makes the day flow so much easier. And at the end of the day, it doesn't feel like you've been hit by a truck as badly (laughs) as some other weddings, because let me tell you some weddings I crash for like a week. I kid you not. Um, So let's jump into it. What is a freelancer? So you may hear the word contractor or a subby, which is all pretty much the same thing. It's basically just hiring someone for a specific job. So you're not hiring them on, you know, a weekly full-time casual part-time sort of basis. It's more so when you need them, depending on what job. So we have freelancers for most of our weddings, depending how big they are. You'll know when you need a freelancer, when it gets to the point where you're running around like a headless chook at a wedding and you go, okay, another pair of hands here would be really helpful. To give you a bit of a guide, hopefully, if this helps, I think every time I have a large install, like a large ceremony, heaps of things on the tables, a ceiling install, something like that, I love having someone on site with me, even just to be there and chat with me. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I work full time by myself. So having someone on site that can run around an extra pair of hands and Just having someone there to bounce ideas off is really, really helpful. And I just love that so much. And of course, you'll get everything done a lot more smoothly rather than, like I said, running around like a headless chook, which I'm sure we've all experienced or will experience at some point. So that is exactly what happened to me. I had a wedding where it was quite a large ceremony. There were quite a few table arrangements and I also had a fireplace feature to do and also obviously dropping off the personals and all the rest of it. And I remember just literally running from here, there and everywhere trying to get everything done. This was back in the early days. I didn't know how long things would take me and I was by myself. So it just, it's all the little in-between bits. It's the sweeping. It's the compiling everything into one bucket rather than a few in each bucket. It's packing away the drop sheet at one location and moving it to the next. It's 
repacking or unpacking the car. It's doing the personals drop. Like it's just these sort of little in-between bits that they add up. And when you're by yourself, it's really hard, like trying to run around and do everything and obviously make it look good. And I feel like whenever I'm flustered, it stresses me out because I want to have that time to be able to step back and turn away and look back at it and change things around and take things out and put them back in if I want to, rather than just chucking everything together. Obviously, we want that time. So that's where freelancers come in handy. The other thing is my girls are so amazing and sometimes I need that confidence from them as well. So Although, yes, we are business owners and we are in charge and all the rest of it, sometimes I get a little bit in my head, you know, and I go, oh, I don't know if we've got enough flowers or I don't know if that looks good or should I put this here or is it missing something? And having someone who you really trust and really love, it makes a massive difference being able to have them there to support you as well. Because like I said, although you are the the owner and the creator of this thing, it doesn't mean that you're going to have like unstoppable confidence all the time. So sometimes it's just nice being able to question something with them, say, is this missing something? Does it need an extra branch? Should I put this here? What do you think of this? And they have such great ideas that I value that so much because I'm just one person with one one brain, one set of ideas. So you need that other person with the creative eye who can say, yep, it needs this. No, it doesn't need this. So we bounce off each other and it's just, it's such a different experience than you just being on your own because yeah, you're one person making all the decisions. So yeah, I love freelancers. It's the best thing I did was add them into the mix. It means the job gets done either quicker or more smoothly and even better is when you can sort of just be the person coordinating the day more so than being on the job if that makes sense. So sometimes when I've got two weddings I'll have two full teams for each one so that I can run between the two, I can check everything off the list, I can put them in their right spots, I can tell them what needs to be done rather than you know, cutting yourself short and you also running around like a headless chook because at the end of the day, we are creating these beautiful spaces and you want to step back and you want to be really, really proud of what you've created, not just like, oh, well, we got the job done, like tick that off the list. So yeah, I love freelancers if you can't tell. So yeah, freelancers is just, you get them on for the job that you need um, most of mine I've found just through Instagram. So actually most majority of them have reached out to me and just messaged me asking if I need anyone to help. If not, then I do sometimes do sort of call outs where I say, is anyone keen to jump on board? This is what it's all about. This is what I expect just to get a, a nice big list of people so that when it does come to crazy wedding season, you have people to fall back on um, if yeah people are sick or unavailable or something pops up. So having that list is really important. So whether you do want to do an Instagram shout out, but if not, majority of mine have come to me. 
I actually also found one of my freelancers who's with me most of the time, Olivia, if you're listening, um, I actually found her through Flower Ed. So she had a one-on-one session with me and I just got a good vibe from her and she's near me. So I offered her a freelancing position and she was happy to jump in. And now she's like my right-hand girl. She's the best. Um, So yeah, you'll find them in unlikely of places. You might run, run into someone down the street who says, They're keen for more work. I know that when I worked at a cafe, I had people coming in and sort of questioning if I needed a hand. So take on the help when you can. Um, Make sure that you add it into your quote so that you're quoting for an extra pair of hands. Once it does come above that mark of a few big statement features, then you'll probably need an extra pair of hands with you, if not a few, depending on how big the job is. But help is life changing. I've had someone also ask me, how do you teach them like on site? Because obviously you have a certain way of designing and creating and running the day. So it's like, well, how do you teach someone to create things the way you want? I guess what I usually do is I'll take them on board and you can kind of figure out what they're like. So what kind of training they've had, what kind of experience they've had. Um, if they're confident to do things on their own or if they need a little bit of help. I find that obviously at the start, they are going to be a little bit more reserved most of the time, depending on how much experience they have both in the industry, but also experience freelancing. But once you've had them on for a few hours or a few weddings, then they kind of come out of their shell and they become more confident so that you can just give them a task. So what I find is having the same group of people on multiple jobs makes such a big difference rather than getting new people every time because you get to know yeah, what they're like if you can let them work by themselves, if they need more direction or less direction, if they need maybe like a sort of prototype for them to then create or if they're happy to just take the lead. So getting to know what they're like is really, really helpful and important, but also trying to figure out how you want to set up, set it up. So I like to give them quite a lot of freedom just because I think they find confidence in that. And I do trust them because I've had them so many times before. So most of them, I can just say, create this compote. This is the vibe. I might say, you know, make it nice and wild and whimsical. Do some really tall stems, make it pretty full, use a flower frog. Here's the compote. Go for your life. Do one and we'll come back and check it. That's what usually happens for most of them. If not, I might create one and then say, create something similar to this. Anyone who needs like super handholding, I'll probably just pop them on a task that's a little less like full on for the first few so that they can get to know my style. So if we're creating like a floral nest on the ground for a ceremony and they're they're a little bit nervous to just go for it, I might either have them with me kind of like doing it with them or I'll have them running around doing something different like doing the chair flowers, doing the signage, sweeping up, um, filling up buckets, things that don't mean that they have to be 
you know, hands on autonomously doing it themselves, but they're still getting a vibe for what my style of work is like. And obviously they're also helping so, so much because like I said, those little jobs add up. So I think, yeah, getting to know your freelancers and what they're like, what their experience is, what their confidence level is like and how much you can trust them goes such a long way. It also comes down to the type of boss, leader and florist that you are as well. So for me, I'm pretty like free flowing. A lot of the time I give them quite a lot of freedom and I'm happy for us to just jump in, give it a go and sort of review it down the track. Whereas you might be a person who wants to be really, really structured. So say this is exactly what you need to use. This is exactly what it needs to look like. We've got this amount of time to get it done. You might create one for them so that they can then copy it. So just you'll figure out what what kind of person, attitude, florist, leader that you are. And then that will kind of create the structure for the day. For me, I go in with a plan. I think, okay, this is where we're going to start. This is who I'm going to put on what task. We get started and then we come back from there. Something that I learned last year that Tom actually made a note of because he was on site with us and it was quite a big job. I had two or three girls with me from memory and we walked in and a few things changed, like the tables weren't set and whatever else was happening. And I had a bit of a moment of like, oh crap, like where do we start? What do we do? Like who do I put where? And Tom said that he got the vibe from the girls that they were sort of bouncing off what my energy was. So if I'm there being a little bit like confused or flustered or not confident, then that's going to reflect in your freelancers as well, especially if they don't have a whole lot of experience or confidence to start with. So I think going in with a plan, no matter No matter if you think that plan might be wrong down the track, that's totally fine. It's just a starting point. So go in and think, okay, what am I going to be doing? Who's going to be unpacking the car? Who's going to be moving them into the space? Who's going to be pulling out the drop sheet? Who's going to start where? What tools do they need? Just so that you can get started so you can say, okay, Liv, I'm going to get you on the ceremony feature. I want you to put this, this, and this. You get started, put on the chicken wire, and then I'll come over and help you. Then I might say, Najat, I'm going to get you started on the tables. If you can unpack all of the bud vases, fill them up with water and fill them with these flowers, like start there and then come back and review. Get everyone started, give them a task, get them going, and then come back around and you can change things around as the day moves forward. Because if you're really excited and, and confident and you're actually excited to create these things, which you're probably going to be anyway, like show that, be that. You're allowed to be really excited and like, yeah, woo, because that just makes the day go so much better and it makes the team so much more excited. Think about yourself. If you're in a workplace where the boss is like really confused, really frantic, a bit negative... You kind of like you kind of mirror each other, whereas if the boss is like, yes, let's do this. Let's go. Let's get started. This is what we're going to start with or this is the vibe. Then you're going to see 
a bit of a different mood in your freelancers. That's what we found anyway. And it's just natural anyway. Like I'm really excited to create these beautiful dream spaces. And although there will be moments where I do get a little bit overwhelmed or confused or stressed, it's it's sort of down the track. Or I'm so close with the freelancers now that I can be like, Liv, where do you think we should start? Like, I'm a bit confused. And she can also help me and be like, go here. But if they're newbies or, you know, you're, you're getting a weird vibe, then just bring out how excited you are because let's not take it too seriously. We're creating these beautiful spaces with flowers. Let's get excited about it. So in terms of the structure of the day, majority of the time the freelancers will meet me at my house because I currently don't have a van and I usually need their cars to fill up with stuff. Thank you so much to my freelancers who are listening. Um, So yeah, we fill all of our cars up to the broom, to the absolute max and somehow fit everything every single time from my house, which is where my quote unquote studio is. If anyone's seen my actual quote unquote studio, um, then yes, you'll, you'll know what, what it's all about, but they'll either meet me at mine, pack everything. Um, and then I usually send them to do the personals if possible. I enjoy not doing the personals because if you can avoid seeing the bride on the day, look, I think it's a big win because as soon as I don't have to do the personals or as soon as I've dropped the personals off, I like get this big sigh of relief and it's just like a weight off your shoulders. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me. Let me know if you'll like that as well. Um, So yeah, if the freelancers can deliver the personals, I love that. If not, then I will, of course. Then we'll head to the venue. If they haven't met me at my house, then I usually just meet them at the venue. At which point we will unpack everything, move to wherever we're doing first, whether it's reception or ceremony, depending on the running of the day. And then usually I'll give them sort of like an overview, a sort of vibe, if it's not obvious, like obviously we're like full of autumn colors and flowers and textures, then they know that like that's the vibe. Whereas we had one earlier this year that was, you know, just sort of a standard blush cream sage palette standard roses hydrangea orchids and I had to sort of explain to them they're wanting it quite tight like tighter than what we usually do a little bit more structured so just keep that in mind when you're creating things I'll say ceremonies at three o'clock I want to be out of here by two let's this is what we've got to get done we've got ceremony we've got bud vases compotes candles a bridal table and a ceiling feature so I just go through what to sort of expect what we need to get done um and then put them where I want them first then we just shuffle things around as we need during the day obviously keep your eye on the time if you feel like you're going over time on a task just let them know say we're gonna have to hurry up on this because we need to get it done Um, We need to be out of here by two or we need to get started on the next task. So just keep them in the loop. I found that when I was a freelancer and I had no idea what was going on, it just made me a bit like flustered and confused because I would be given one task and then I didn't know how long we had to be there for. And then, yeah, it just like it wasn't as motivating or inspiring, whereas I really like to know sort of what's to be expected so I try and do that with my girls as well if not yeah we usually they usually ask anyway 
Um, and then, yeah, we just get started, jump straight into it, change things around. Um, my girls are so good. They just like, they are amazing. They're like little angels that you don't see cleaning up. And then you turn around and like, everything's clean. I'm like, what the heck? Where did you come from? You're an angel from above. So they're usually sweeping and, you know, moving the bins around and moving the drop sheets around and moving the buckets around and packing the car and taking photos and shuffling things around. So it's just so cool having freelancers who sort of know what they're doing and just go for it. So that's pretty much how it happens. And then we finish, um, yeah, an hour before the ceremony or whatever. And then they head home. So that's sort of the running of the day. I tell them to please drink and eat and pee whenever they need to, because so much of the time we forget to do all of the above. And then we get to the end and we just crash so hard. So I always check in with them. I say, are you hungry? Do you need to go to the bathroom? Please drink, please sit down. Because a lot of the time it is tricky to have specific breaks. It's hard to, to, be like, okay, you go and sit down for 15 minutes because a lot of the time we're kind of buzzing anyway and we, we just sort of want to get it done. So we're snacking as we're going, we're drinking water when we remember and obviously bathroom breaks whenever you need. So make sure to look after your freelancers because just treat them how you want to be treated. I would love that from a boss to just be in a good vibe, be able to do my own thing in terms of like eating and drinking and going to the bathroom and just looking after health because it's such a physical job. It's so heavy. And every time I do crash really hard for like a week, Tom's like, well, did you have breaks? Were you wearing a hat out in the sun? Did you drink water at all during the day? Have you eaten in the last like 48 hours? Have you slept? So all of those things are important. So just make sure you're looking after your freelancers because then they'll come back (laughs) and it's just nice, you know, um, in terms of pay. So pay is going to be obviously different depending on where you are. Cause I've got people all over the world, which guys, it still blows my mind, like blows my mind. There's people from everywhere across the world and you're listening to me. Oh, it's just wild. But in terms of pay for Australia, for New South Wales, the average is usually between say, $25 to $35 an hour Monday to Friday, just as sort of a standard, depending on what rate they come to you with, what experience level they've got, um, if they want you to charge travel. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. Some rates are a little bit higher than that. And then the weekend rates can be higher as well. Again, just depending how it comes and also bump out rates. So pack down is going to be either just probably just a flat fee because it usually isn't much longer than an hour and an hourly pay is a bit rough. Like if you're just going to pay them $30 for one hour of work at midnight, like it's just not worth it. So they'll usually set a standard rate for pack down as well. Just keep in mind, there's two ways to go about it. Option A is you take them as they come. So they'll come to you with a rate per hour. They'll come to you with whether they want you to pay travel. Um, so they'll come to you with the rates. If not, then you can set, set the rates yourself as well and say, this is sort of what I expect. This is what the rates are Monday to Friday. This is what it is Saturday to Sunday. This is what 
bump out is, whatever it may be. So yeah, there's two ways. Either you take them or you tell them sort of what you expect. The point with freelancers or contractors or subbies is that most of the time they are setting the rate themselves because they're either going to take the job at the rate that they want or they might not take the job, but it works vice versa as well. You might not take them if their rate's too high or you may take them on however they come. So it's a bit of a gray area. Just figure out what works best for you. The other point to note is that you can create a contract for your freelancers, basically just stating everything that you expect, um, everything you expect for the day, for timings of things, a dress code if you've got sort of a uniform, um, how you expect them yeah, to be or what to do on the day, um, anything to do with breaks, anything to do with pay. So just sort of outlining everything to do with freelancers in this contract and you can get them to sign it just as a point of reference so that they're coming into this knowing what to expect and and you're laying out the rules from day one so that there isn't any confusion or broken hearts down the track if something does arise. Same deal as when you've got contracts with your clients. It's just this point of reference so that when something pops up, we can take the emotion out of it. This is what we all refer to. We've all read it. We've all accepted it. And this is how it all works. So let's chat about being a freelancer. Let's flip it on its head. If you're wanting to be a freelancer, there's a few things that you can do. The first thing that I would do is reach out to your favorite florists and ask them if they need any freelancers. A lot of the time, the florists are probably going to say, will pop you on our list because as I said, it's just a per wedding basis when they need you. So they may not, you know, need someone for the next wedding, but maybe in a few months or a few weeks, if they've got no one sorted already, they can pop you on, especially during the busy season. So we've actually just come out of the crazy season. So it was really handy having new freelancers pop up saying, Hey, I'm free let me know because it was also obviously a bit of lockdown, crazy COVID season as well, which means that all of a sudden freelancers couldn't make it. So it was nice having other people to back up. Also, because everyone was so busy, the freelancers were so busy, which means a lot of the time we couldn't actually get our normal girls because they were so busy, like literally working every single day with all different florists as well. So Just reach out to your favorite florists, ask them, um, be really, really keen and be willing to do anything. The freelancer's job is not to design these incredible spaces. It's not to do all these massive, crazy features. A freelancer's job is to be there to support the, the florist, basically. So... That's why we hire freelancers. We don't hire freelancers to like design the whole thing. Otherwise, I would hire you as an employee. I hire you because I'm one human and I can't do everything. So I need you there on board with me. Sometimes it's going to mean that my freelancers are doing the boring jobs. You're sweeping, you're moving bins, you're moving drop sheets, you're packing cars, you're filling out buckets, you're placing things on tables. Or I might need you to create things. So I will need you to create the compotes. I'll need you to create the ceiling feature. 
but I just don't want you to think that being a freelancer means that you are like creating this design concept for the spaces and you get to create all these crazy things because like we work so hard to be the business owner that we get to design these things and obviously we're going to pop ourselves on majority of the jobs that we want to do. That's why we've chosen to be a business owner, not to be working for someone else. So a lot of the time, you know, I do want to be creating the ceremony feature, the ceiling install, whereas I need freelancers to be there for me to do the personals drop off, to drop the all of the stuff onto the tables. I need someone to be sweeping up behind me. So I think sometimes there's a little bit of confusion there and people go, oh, I was hired to be a freelancer for this job, but I was literally just like sweeping all day. But I'm like, that's just, that is the job. Like that is being a freelancer. And although sometimes, yeah, you will have the shitty, like not, it's not even that bad. Like it's sweeping, but it's not creating um, jobs. You'll get those kind of jobs. But other times, like I said, I give my girls a lot of freedom. I pop them on the ceremony features. I pop them on the ceilings. Um, some girls I get to do whole weddings by themselves. I'll start a wedding with them. I'll leave them to it and go to the next one. So it does depend what kind of florist you get the job with. If it's someone like me, you'll be doing a bit of both, but for other florists, it may just be, you know, the sweeping aspect of things. And then for other florists, you know, maybe people don't like doing the ceremony features or people don't like getting up on ladders and doing the ceiling installs. So they're going to give that job to you because they're going to choose the jobs that they like doing. Maybe they like setting out all of the tables. You know, they want to create a really beautiful tablescape with candles and compotes and bud vases and they need someone else to be jumping up and down a ladder doing the ceiling feature. So it's a bit of everything. It just depends what florist you go with. Um, But in terms of what I look for in a freelancer, look, experience helps, but more than anything, it's literally just a good vibe. Like that's it. Because if you're a good vibe, that like covers everything. Number one, you're going to have a good attitude. Like you're going to be keen to learn. You're going to be excited about the day. Number two, if you're a good vibe, then it means that you'll be happy to do anything. You'll be happy to sweep. You'll be on the ball. You'll be proactive. You'll be moving the drop sheets. You'll be packing the car. You'll be, um, you know, running around doing all the bits and pieces. So for me, yes, experience handy, but I would way rather someone who's a really good vibe and just keen to jump in and do anything than someone who's got 10 years experience who isn't like that. So Once again, totally depends on the type of florist you go with. Some might ask you for a portfolio. They might ask you for a resume. They might ask you for experience, like certain levels or years of experience. Others are just looking for the personality and the attitude. That's me. I'd rather you be a good vibe, have a good time, be really keen to learn because a lot of the time, like I said, you You don't have to have this crazy experience to be able to do some of the jobs. Some of the jobs Tom can do. He's a carpenter. He can be there flipping the roses. He can be there moving the buckets. He can be there climbing up ladders. Whereas other people, I might need them to be experienced to be on the job, but they'll just get different jobs. 
So that's what I look for. Just a good vibe. (laughs) Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know, but it's worked for me so far. My girls are so beautiful. They're all a good vibe and it just gives me confidence on the day because like I said, sometimes you do get overwhelmed. You do get a little bit in your head. You know, you get imposter syndrome. You think that you're a crap florist. You don't know if it looks good. So Having someone who's a good vibe is going to help you so much more than someone who's got 20 years experience in old school training. So that's just my point of view. That's what I look for. That's what all my girls have. I love it so much. So lucky to have them. If you are listening, any of you, you know who you are. So grateful for you. Without you, there would be no me. Now, what to bring as a freelancer. So for me, I just expect secateurs. Um, water and food and comfortable clothing. That's it. Um, others might expect some more sort of tools. Um, oh, also an empty car really helps <laughs> because I don't have a van. It's really handy having um, an empty car to just chuck whatever in. So that's always handy. But yeah, secateurs, water, food, comfortable clothing. That's pretty much it. Um, A few of my girls have like their own sort of toolkits with all different things. So they might have cable ties, um, random stuff like pot tape, um, shore stick. They might have like random flower frogs. I don't know, cable ties, just things that you might need on the day. So some girls do have that. But just as a base, it's just a pair of secateurs um, that I expect well, I ask for, I don't expect, I don't, I'm not like demanding that they have one. I just say, bring some if you've got them. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me. So that's all I have to say about freelancers. As you can tell, I bloody love them. Um, just figure out exactly what you want your kind of rules to be. If you want them to be experienced or not, what kind of attitude you want them to have, if you want them to be in your location or if they can be from further away, um, anything in terms of pay. So, you know, what you do want to charge or if you're happy to take them as they come, if you want to charge pay travel or not, anything to do with contracts, if you want to include one, uniform, what you expect them to be wearing on the day, a certain color maybe. I know there's a florist around here who just says wear all black. Um, Any rules, you set them, figure out exactly what you want and then just do a call out to go and find them. Hopefully that's helped. Um, If you've got any more questions, please just shoot me a DM at flower.ed double underscore over on Instagram. If you're not already following all of the fun, I am currently in the process of doing the final touches on the new course. I'm so excited, you guys. It is amazing. It's exactly what you guys need. And like I mentioned on Instagram yesterday, it's nothing like super crazy. It's just clear good information that is going to help you so so much so i'll be releasing a launch date hopefully this week if you're not already following over there so jump over have a look set your alarms and you can jump in on all the good stuff